0: Does everybody know what time it is? Time to bust out the slipper socks and space heaters in order to prevent cold feet. That's right, it's grunt work.
1: Hey little Borland, who's your tool man? Hey little Borland. Who's the one you want? Hey, little Borland, nail gun. It's a nice day for a white wedding here on Gruntwork, the only home improvement podcast hosted by two guys who many years ago made a solemn vow to one another to watch and talk about home improvement on a regular basis for seemingly the rest of their lives and have never once had a second thought about it. I'm your host Truman, mm-hmm. the First Corinthians man, caps, and with me as always wow. is my co-host Landon, the Shout Man, Solano. <laughs> and Landon, I, I- shout. Yeah, you'll, you'll yeah because you wanna uh, you wanna get all the stains out of your your clothing. Oh well, uh, yeah that uh, plus I don't know I just like the Isley Brothers. I mean I think that I don't know I I feel like shout in terms of a because I oh, like, I found in my many world travels that every culture seems to have their own like weird wedding reception everyone's super drunk song and <laughs> okay. in. So in Mexico, I've been to a Mexican wedding. Don't get too excited, folks, at how cosmopolitan I am. Uh, it's the Spanish-language version of "achey Breaky Heart, and everyone has oh, the synchronized... No. Yeah, I, and I know, it sounds bad, but in Spanish it's actually kind of cool, and also everyone there, like, the the things start, there's this no. very, very long intro to the Spanish version of it, and, like, they start playing it, and everyone in a Spanish-speaking country, I guess, knows what is happening. And so people all scream during the intro, and they all run onto the dance floor, and they all start, like, snapping in unison in this big crowd, and they start doing the synchronized dance to it. It's great. No, 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 no. The no. I, and the Irish, I went to an Irish wedding in the Cleveland suburbs once, and the the Irish, I'm trying to remember, it's some, like, I don't know, it's some uh, fiddle-dee-dee, like, Irish folk song or something. But everybody, I feel like they're all sitting on the ground That's at some the, point <laughs> and, like, like rocking back and forth
0: during it. I just think... Um, I just want to apologize to our Irish listener. I'm, look, okay,
1: at this point, man, I'm... Have, have you,
0: I want to just repeat what you said back to you. <laughs> it was some fiddly d, Irish folk song, or I don't know.
1: Or okay, because well, because <laughs> a because I don't know. B Landon, if there's one thing I'm trying to do on this show, it is to insult white people <laughs> of every national origin. I'm sorry. Yeah. My heritage is most likely somewhat Irish, if not mine, then my girlfriend's okay.
0: or somebody's. I don't know.
1: I, it's fine. I, come after me. I think eh, that it's just ro- appropriate.
0: <laughs> right it's to the different cultures to cover I, your tracks. It's all good. I
1: think it's I think it's wrong to call <laughs> that drop shot drink an Irish car bomb because it trivializes the troubles, which were a very bad time, and the British oh, should man. leave. Okay, look. Anyway, the point is we're what off I'm saying,
0: to a bangle we'll start here.
1: What what I'm <laughs> this week, what I'm saying Gruntwood. is that Margaret Thatcher is a terrorist, and no one should support. No, what I'm saying is that I think that in terms of wedding reception dances, I feel like uh, shout is kind of. I don't know. It just doesn't live oh, up to the excitement. I forgot for that's excitement. what we were talking about. <laughs>
0: yeah, because because you had to go trip about me saying the words fiddle-dee-dee, Landon. <laughs> I was more offended by you saying achy-breaky heart, which is in my trifecta of get out of my life, out of this world, stop existing songs what, what uh, are the, of what all are, time. What are the other two? What's the rest of your trifecta? Oh, my God. Uh, Margaritaville by hey, Jimmy okay. Buffett. Fair, fair. <laughs> And Brand New Day by Bill Withers. Oh yeah, Brand New Day is pretty bad. Brand new day is pretty uh, bad. That brand new day is the time I love Bill Withers' other music. That song in particular, though, I will visibly get angry and throw things, even if I'm in public and that song comes on. If I've been in a coffee shop when that song has come on and I've had to stand outside and look in the window with arms crossed at the baristas until it was over. You're picketing, basically. You're 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 protesting the song. I hate that song so much. Um, but Aiky Breaky Heart came out when I was in fifth grade. Oh no,
1: that's a bad time to be an elementary schooler when adults just (laughs) expect you to dance to whatever music they play. Oh no, I'm sorry. It
0: was a precursor to the Macarena. Um But Aiky Breaky Heart was just everywhere. Uh, it's not a good song. It's no, still it's not. not a good song. Not even ironically, not even sincerely. No, there's no, it just, it is the most abrasively annoying song maybe ever. Um, next to, next to maybe like that song they played during the Six Flags commercial with that bald <laughs> dancing guy.
1: Okay. Now listen, the six, the six Flags song, which I think the official title of is, it is da 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 da, da is actually is it an irish song? <laughs> it's it's some dee theme park song, I don't know. I want to go actually I want to go to the country where everybody dances like the Six Flags guy to the Six Flags <laughs> song at the wedding reception. That's the kind of wedding I want to have. Is oh where, god. Everybody has to put on old-age makeup and dance around, and then you get on a big old bus and drive away.
0: <laughs> True. I, I suspect we're talking weddings for a specific reason this week. Uh, hopefully it's because we both watched the same episode of Home Improvement, which is
1: what we nominally do on this podcast of horrors. We try to do, yeah. Yes. But I gotta
0: be honest with you, there are, f- there are two episodes between now and the end of the series that I don't have, so I don't oh. know what we're gonna do with those. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I I might not
0: tell you which they are and just try to wing it through the episode.
1: Just wing it through the episode and and watch me try to carry an entire episode on my (laughs) own. Truman, the one who's known for his great preparation for the show. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Okay, Landon, do you want to, I mean, do you want to tell us what happened this week on Home Improvement? Can you bear it?
0: I I can bear it, and I kind of want to do it to veer away from any more problematic material we might get into. Um... Al and Eileen are finally getting married. In less than 24 hours, they will become Mr. and Mrs. Borland. But as that moment draws near, Al expresses his doubts. Is it just cold feet, or is there something deeper at the root of his hesitation? Find out in this exciting episode of Home Improvement! da 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 da
1: well, see you you kind of you kind of veered into uh 60s batman announcer there at the end i mean is it <laughs> well i had to bring bring listeners into the excitement of this episode listeners it's sweeps week in the 90s which means it's also sweeps week on this podcast by the end of this episode one of us will die or get married <laughs> and stay tuned for charlton heston um, what? They, yeah, okay, <laughs> if if Charlton Heston's gonna be on, then one of us is gonna die because he's gonna shoot us. That's that seems like the, oh, the path well, there.
0: It's his ghost. So because I forgot that he's dead. Um, so if
1: you, if you get shot with a ghost gun, do you does your ghost die? Like, do you not mm. get to go to the afterlife? Then that's a and, good question. Let's talk about this for fifteen to
0: thirty minutes. How about that? <laughs> I can do a six series podcast six season podcast just on that because i don't know if i've ever told you my my like poo-pooing of the idea of ghosts especially when they see them at like the okay corral or any of those victorian uh ghosts where it's like if the whole thing is about them having to conjure the energy to come into existence why would they spend the extra energy conjuring a cowboy hat
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know i mean if that was what was stylish at the time that they died i mean i don't know if i if I died right now, I would probably still want to conjure my Surf Arrakis t-shirt to come back in so everyone would know.
0: Like, when everyone see my ghost, and it's like, well,
1: that guy was really into Dune.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you could, you could do your hair in any way you wanted to. Would you do your long coronavirus hair with the... the- beret that you wore a bandana what was it that you wore? It, it was it was a beanie knitted by my mother not something as dorky
1: as a beret sir um <laughs> but no i would not do that i would never i would never conjure back my coronavirus hair my lord oh my god um Truman, do you want to guess that title yes i do want to guess that title i'm gonna say all three words at the same intonation um
0: so i have <laughs> thank you captain kirk I have
1: four options, but they're, it's more really more like 3.2 options because one of them is just a variation on one of the titles. Uh, okay. All right, so first option. Left at the
0: alter. <laughs> like the alter. I I have a ongoing challenge with myself to not laugh at your titles. <laughs> and, <laughs> and inevitably, they're so bad <laughs> sometimes that I can't not react in some way
1: oh i see you're only laughing ironically it's not that i'm genuinely a hilarious word i'm not
0: laughing i'm I'm laughing at i'm laughing in the way that a uh a kind of brooding teenage girl laughs at her dad jokes her dad's jokes at the Uh, dinner table
1: okay so that seems like you're ironically laughing at it then like, if anything you do in the manner of a brooding teenage girl does not like make me feel like i'm doing a good job (laughs) with my humor
0: I, no, well oh, whatever i'm not gonna get into it what's your okay. next title okay next title al
1: Imoni payments because you see alimony is you know part I, I forgot of the, if i don't say anything then you explain it what's yeah. your third one okay uh third one something borrowed something plaid fourth option something Borland something blue <laughs>
0: Wow. Um this is confounding, I'm not going to lie. Um what do I do here? Wait, well, wait, okay, did I, I did forgot I, it? I forgot that we we still haven't we still haven't picked out a new prize. Uh F- someone has su- suggested pizza. Uh, for that our seems, Chalupa Challenge. That seems more but... expensive. What the fuck? I think you should send all of your patrons a Ferrari. Yeah, fucking great idea, douchebag. <laughs> Try again. I mean, it's not a bad idea, but in terms of cost, uh, it's a,
1: yeah, know, I don't know. It, it's a terrible idea. A Ferrari gets horrible gas mileage. It doesn't suit what? very <laughs> many the people. The the cost to insure it? No, whoever was suggesting, the, the guy I made up in my head who suggested that we give out Ferraris for the Chalupa Challenge, that is a terrible idea. You should
0: be ashamed um okay so there there's still nothing on the line i i suspect this might go maybe to the end of the season and then we start with something new next season but but, um listen folks to pull back the curtain a bit we've compressed our recording
1: schedule a bit to kind of bank some episodes ahead of some summer travel for me so we're already we're already talking about home improvement like every 72 hours we can't also be thinking about home (laughs) improvement themed gifts on time we're already doing more podcasts than we're used to doing in a short
0: period (laughs) Uh, you know what? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna make it my my task for uh the next week to, to no, think up a new thing. N-
1: no, don't make it your task, dude. Just give it some time. Well, let's come up with a really good one that won't completely okay, break okay. the Well, bank. Whatever.
0: The point being is that we don't have the we don't have a Chulipa challenge for you this week. Um but we do just have Truman's Pride Challenge. And <laughs> that's the most challenging thing. Give me your last two titles again. Okay. Something borrowed, something plaid.
1: And something which, is, which is a great title, by the way. Thank you, thank you. And then Something Borland, Something Blue. Uh-huh.
0: And what's the the official um, axiom? I don't even know what you call that. Uh, something Borrowed, Something Blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm wondering now if they are trying to make a play on something that I don't Fully understand, or if they are using a variation of the rhyme. I'm Seems not like I'm sure. in the neighborhood, though. Seems you are close. very close. Okay. And I wanted okay. to even say if you had combined the two together, you might get the answer, but it's not quite. Um, let me just say borrowed isn't correct, but uh, I, and I don't think that they're going for a play on words, I think they're just doing a straight up title. Mm-hmm. Straight up, straight, a straight pull. So, borrowed is not correct. So, which is what's throwing me here,
1: uh, to be perfectly honest. So, something, uh, uh, something flannel something blue?
0: <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. Okay, it is, I'm, I'm looking up the limerick, or whatever. Not it's uh, it's not Man, a limerick. I wish it was a limerick. <laughs> We're really taking it to the Irish today. You said the Um, word
1: limerick. It's not taking it to the Irish. <laughs> the uh, the Irish, a proud people, whose many tens of millions of immigrants built the great cities of America and and worked their way up to uh, build a place for themselves in the great milieu and tapestry of the American experience, and did a lot of great stuff back home in Ireland
0: too. There, okay. okay, we're covered. Got okay, so the the rhyme is something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue, uh, sixpence in your shoe. Yeah. Um, I don't Wait, I don't really remember that last I don't, one I don't want six pence there that's gonna
1: hurt my foot like it's getting chafed
0: <laughs> um, okay uh, you know what I'm done with this this meta game um, the title is something old something blue what it doesn't really
1: <laughs> make sense I came up with so many better options Utilizing you did. the same, you did something. Borland is right there, and the color pattern he prefers is plaid. Guys, yeah,
0: yes. guys. So why why would they go with something old rather than borrowed? Why would they like just pick and choose out of the the rhyme for themselves? Yeah, I don't get that's, it. That's weird. It's that's very confusing. strange. Yeah, I don't get. Maybe it Maybe they aren't giving. I think we probably have given this title more. Consideration than they ever have, uh, Landon. Um, I would I would
1: do you one further and say that we have given every single facet of this TV show more consideration <laughs> than anyone
0: else in the history of uh, commentary. Go, but go on, please. <laughs> this episode aired February twenty fifth, nineteen ninety seven. Now, buddy, did you happen to catch the director of this episode? Actually, no, I did not catch the director of this episode. Who directed it? It's not. Uh, it's not our normal recent uh regulars oh so it's not, not Peter it's not bonners
1: peter, yeah peter bonners yes <laughs> we should we should say his name right about 50 or 60 <laughs> times to me. how dare you go after me for an offhand comment about the irish when you've been disgracing this poor man who might himself be irish for all we know with a <laughs> fake name for a couple seasons now
0: really landon um fair point
1: <laughs> who's the real
0: racist i ask you i don't i don't know anymore um this was directed by our old pal, Mr. John Pasquin. Hey, Pasquin, he's back. Pasquin's back. Pasquin's back, all right. Uh, and uh, written by the the uh, steadfast team of Marley Sims and Elliot Schoenman. Okay, so, all right. This is Sims uh, and they're bringing the heavy hitters back for this episode. Well, it's a heavy episode.
1: Um, can I ask you, I, I guess if we're still in the technical details section... Was this episode. No, we're over. It's over. No, it's over? Oh, well, never mind. Then I guess I can't <laughs> ask this question. Oh, man, that's great content that you all are missing out on. Uh, <laughs> was this episode longer than normal, or was this a standard
0: episode? Standard episode. It felt longer. It did. Mostly because I had a phone call with my parents in the middle of it, but.
1: You know, I had a phone call with your parents in the middle of it, too, and I I really think that that did did stretch things out. (laughs) for you. Do you think everyone who watched this episode had to talk to your parents for a little while in the middle of it?
0: Maybe. I think, you know, if I had to attribute it to something, because I definitely felt that as well, um, I think that there's a... It seems like the last, like, handful of episodes that we've watched, there's been, like, a sort of game to them of Mm -hmm. of some sort. And this is just kind of, like, playing out, a narrative um you know like even when we were dealing with uh, a funny valentine and tim was dealing with the woman who used to know his father yeah it would cut back to the game of tim not knowing where the present was yeah. um or you know totally tool time was just one game of an episode where it's like how can we continue to one-up by fucking up this show this tool time show yeah uh, Wilson's world was very much what's the game of Wilson becoming Tim and this is just like I think unusual to delve into the inner workings of a character uh, yeah. for the entire episode and and that might just have made it felt longer i I would I,
1: I would agree I mean I I don't know this this episode more than any I've seen. Really, yeah. Then it, typically the situation that I have with with Home Improvement is the end credits start flashing, and I'm like, "Wait, we the episode's over? I thought we were only halfway through." <laughs> I, what? What the hell? This episode is the first of Home Improvement I've seen that has what I call Muppets Take Manhattan syndrome, which is okay. that if you watch the movie The Muppets Take Manhattan, which I watched both as a child and more recently as an adult. It feels like it's like three, three and a half hours long. It is a ninety-four minute long movie, but for so, and it's not even really a diss on Muppets Take Manhattan. You know, it's a fine movie, not as good as the Muppet movie, but it, it, some somehow just the weird alchemy of the plot and what's going on. It feels like this epic journey. It feels like this huge long thing, even though it's really yeah. not that long. I feel like the same happened here, where like we're like some of the scenes at the church, like. Eileen is confessing deep, dark secrets, and I'm looking at my watch like, what the fuck? Is this an hour-long
0: <laughs> home yeah, Like, there's no way really, we're going to get all
1: this wrapped up.
0: It really does take us from the Shire to the Mordor uh, by the end of this. and <laughs> There and back again. In a a Toolman's <laughs> Tale by Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> uh, Toolman Baggins. Uh, um, much better. So I, my question is, like, where did this episode come from? Uh, it feels like it springs a whole lot of things on us at once. Yes. Um, and I couldn't quite tell if this was me trying to apply, like, 2021 mentality, like, what I'm used to in storytelling in 2021 to 1997 sitcom storytelling. Yeah. You know, like... It, might, it was probably just more common that, like, oh, Alan and Eileen have been a thing for a couple seasons now, and they had talked about, you know, getting engaged or proposing. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility That's just like, oh, they're getting married. You know, why would we have been privy to that story? It's not like we're following the intricate, you know, uh, spider web of all these characters and their life choices the way but that I we mean- would nowadays. But I mean, we did. We saw them getting engaged, didn't we? Like, yeah. like he proposed to. Well, her, that's what like, I'm saying. Is like, I think, like they gave us the big bullet points, Mister Snow, Mister, Mister <laughs> Policeman. I gave you all the clues. <laughs> you know, like they did. They gave us what they needed to give us to get us to where we are. But I feel like things have changed so much since 1997 that I'm like, oh, it feels weird that you didn't have an entire season dedicated to, you know. Al and Eileen getting married subplots, true. true because look, yeah, I mean,
1: I, I, I totally agree with you because I think in this day and age, you could have squeezed a whole season out of like Al and Eileen yeah. trying to pick the flowers, Al and Eileen yeah. trying to find a venue. How's Tim gonna mess it up? Exactly. Like, and that yeah, might, yeah, that might be because I, I don't mean to suggest that weddings were less of a deal in the nineties, but I just feel like Trust Pinterest, me, Instagram, at all like. What, what, yeah, the wedding true. industrial complex has just become more public and more in everybody's face, and now I feel like the, well, the, ro- the the steps along the way to the wedding of oh the bridal shower oh the bachelorette party the this
0: and the that like the, that's all bigger now. And to the TV point of now. this episode, though, I feel like just in this opening at tool time. Uh, which we'll get into in the deep dive here, which we should get to very soon. Um, Tim goes into, like, what the man's wedding is, and I'm like, that could have been a whole episode.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You
0: know, not just relegated to, you know, a cold open joke.
1: I, I He absolutely could have. Uh, caveat, I, I was scared they were going to do that, and I was so thankful they wouldn't, because that episode <laughs> would suck.
0: Um, but, yeah,
1: yeah. I think the only other thing I'd say before we go into the deep dive, unless you've got anything yep. else is Just one or two things. This might be the first time home improvement has surprised me. This is the mm. first episode where this show like the conclusion of the episode completely oh. went like like I did not think this was gonna end the way that it did. And it's uh-huh. not I've I just was so unprepared for it. It was like, wow, that really came out of left field. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my hat goes off to your Home Improvement. I have a lot of different opinions about this episode, both good yeah. and bad. But yep. I didn't expect us to end where we did. So, interesting. I, interesting. Color me entertained.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know if I just if I, you know, am the benefactor of having seen the show to its conclusion in the past. That I kind of knew where it was heading that it U- obviously wasn't a case. surprise to me uh i didn't particularly remember the details of this episode um or even the conclusion of it but you know i know where we're heading with certain plot lines so um it wasn't that big of a surprise to me but it's interesting to hear that uh i hadn't even considered someone that you know like were you expecting Alan and eileen to be a thing for the rest of the series
1: y- yeah because they have been for a pretty long time (laughs) and i mean i
0: mean i guess it's just something i hadn't considered that's a total fair point for you it's like why would you think otherwise i mean it's like they're they're a cute couple
1: and they have been like it's not like it's not like the show was trading particularly heavily on like al has a new girlfriend in every episode and it's not like the show had like oh eileen is in all these episodes and so and we can't have her on the show anymore we need to write her off like eileen is just sort of a background presence who occasionally shows up her being yeah. married to Al versus being Al's girlfriend doesn't seem like much of a functional difference in terms of producing the show. So I'm just surprised that she would be cast off in this fashion. But, uh, yeah. you
0: know, fair, fair point. And uh, well, I 90s. can't even say to whether or not she this is her last episode. I don't know that it is or isn't. Uh, I'm uh, That's something that's a mystery to me that I'm excited to find out. Uh, just two points that I want to make uh, before we go into the deep dive here. Um, other than what we've already said, there seem to be a little bit of groany thoughts on the concept of marriage. Um, yeah, but there's some other stuff on friendship and alternative friendships that I thought were kind of interesting. Um, this isn't my favorite episode, but, uh, the stuff that usually like riles me up, uh, you know, or has riled me up in the past is, I don't know, much less obnoxious to me these days. Like, yeah. I feel like if this was a season three or four episode, I'd be, like, smacking my face, you know, facepalming the entire episode. But uh, now I'm just like, Ugh. okay, I'm back on track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, I feel like the biggest outcome of us watching this show is it's
1: just gonna kind of made us tougher. It's hardened our hardened our, <laughs> our, our little soy boy that beta is...
0: cock skin just a little bit. Maybe the softest thing ever anyone has ever said is that watching a sitcom from the 90s has made me harder yes we we got tough what i meant by that That, um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) i you know what Landon? there were like
1: 15 different jokes i could have made there and it was like i'm already in 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 hot water with the irish i don't want to i don't want to go any deeper let's just let's just go deeper into the episode
0: okay it's time for the slow agonizing death of the fatal plunge that we call the deep dive nice nice uh, we start on tool time. Heidi yep. introduces the show, and the grunt creep swings into action uh i e the monitor <laughs> and slides down at like a cartoon character that he is. Um, did he think that he was like swinging in like making an entrance from the void? like the monitor was gonna be an entrance from his world into ours? I, I think he was just repeating
1: what he saw Tim do a couple weeks ago where he swung <laughs> off of the climbing wall straight into a camera and grabbed it. I think Wouldn't he was just that?
0: Wouldn't that be something if if I, all of this time the Grunt Creep was just replicating behavior that Tim has been doing a couple episodes before and I never caught on to it? The, the, the Grunt Creep is basically the Chris Hardwick of this show. He's just
1: trying to do like a talking home improvement thing where he recaps <laughs> what Tim has done earlier. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I realize now that's kind of our show. Anyway, yeah. um, but... And yeah and then and then we pull out from the monitor and do a fun trick that I feel like they do a lot on tool time intros or when that home improvement does a lot in tool time intros where it's like you start out seeing something on a monitor and then we pull back from the monitor and the person who we were looking at on the monitor is then walking past the camera and a Oh it, yeah it just plays with perspective and and your like the audience's sense of spatially where people are in the studio in a way that I think is yeah technically a are little you bit cool. are you
0: part of, are you watching the show are you part of the show are you in the void are you in the real world are you in a TV show uh, called Home Improvement are you on a TV show called Tool Time you never know there are layers of this thing Jonathan S- Nolan writes this and I think Christopher Nolan directs Home Improvement under I- aliases. I, I think that Sleep No More, the uh, interactive theater
1: sensation in New York, is actually a ripoff of Home Improvement. Um, much in the same way that Boogie Nights is a ripoff of Leprechaun in Space. Uh, so, God. Tim and Al come out, and Tim, for the first time in a long time, deploys a nickname for Al, but... Yes. Twist! It's
0: not a cruel nickname, it's Al, here comes the groom, Borland. Uh, Well, not uh, inherently a cruel nickname until we learn Tim's views about weddings and the grooms, but um, (laughs) Al says, that's right, I'm getting married tomorrow, in fact, in 23 hours and 39 minutes, Dr. Eileen Louise Markham will become Dr. Eileen Louise Markham Borland.
1: And I, I just, uh, uh, hell yeah, in my notes for <laughs> Eileen keeping her last name and just classily yes. hyphenating it.
0: In fact, uh, my note was, I love Al. Uh, I, I write that note a lot. It's probably my most common note. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I love Al. Uh, I'm surprised he's not taking her last name. Yeah. <laughs> that would, I, you know, I feel like if we were getting,
1: if they were doing this the way that they would do it today, where there were 15 different episodes about wedding planning, the who takes <laughs> whose last name or whose name goes first in the hyphenation process, that yeah. would be a whole episode and it would be hilarious. No, okay. Except for Tim having
0: opinions about it, which would be difficult. And Okay, we're going to get into Tim's opinions in a second, but I want to preface that with a little bit of my own so that I don't feel like too much of a hypocrite. I don't like, obviously, how Tim comes at this from such an antagonistic point of view. Yes. Uh, at the same time, I... Also have very strong personal, not not that I would put on. I'm not evangelical about. I wouldn't put it on others, but I have personal strong views about weddings and marriage, and the traditions and conventions that go along with them. Yes, Um, we have a mutual friend. I'm not going to call anyone out by name, but I've never heard this before, and I thought it was such a unique and great idea that they had combined. Their last names into a new last name Mm-mm. in getting married. Yes, I've never felt comfortable with the idea of somebody changing their name for, you know, uh, a marriage.
1: Our 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 friends who who are mutual acquaintance who were talking about they had the unique benefit of one of them having a two syllable last name and the other of them having a single syllable last name that kind of like you could effectively. Yeah, I guess it...
0: It's not going to work for everybody.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> Your mileage may vary based on the number
0: of syllables. We could be Truman and Lane and Capano.
1: Oh, that, I mean, that that's ascribing ethnicity to me that, that does not exist, but I'll take it. That
0: would be, uh, <laughs> that, that would look actually a, really good on the I'm as white as you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I am not, I have no ethnic identification whatsoever. Yeah, but, but basically it's basically transparent but it's but it sounds like you do when you've got a last name like that <laughs>
1: or we could do collapse no collapse collapse sounds bad collapse sounds like something bad that happens to one of your organs like his his kidney is in a state of collapse we need to operate immediately <laughs>
0: Uh, also, for new listeners, I just, it's fitting for what people have to endure listening to. Us. Uh,
1: yes, I mean, uh, look, uh, our, if you've been listening to this podcast for uh, six to nine months, or if you're breastfeeding or may become pregnant, you may have collapse, and we would urge you to <laughs> contact a doctor. Also, <laughs> for new listeners, I just want to clarify based on the last few things Lyndon and I've been talking about. We're not getting married. We're, we're that's not a thing that we're planning on or anything like that. We're not uh, planning on, but I mean, it might accidentally it happen. Future. I mean, look, I mean, a
0: podcasting with someone for years on end for a somewhat <laughs> uh i don't know what the word is i'm looking for troublesome problematic questionable yeah. uh <laughs> all of the above yes um, uh it's, it's akin it's like it's a commitment i i Not look, maybe I, at the same level as marriage but uh it's it's something and, and Not l- nothing a- no, it's ab- it's absolutely not nothing. It
1: is it is a very it is a very marriagey style of commitment, and and I still wouldn't rule out Landon and I like accidentally getting married to each other in some kind of slapstick, farcical, uh, on location two parter episode where we wind up in Vegas for some reason. So I, I'm just saying it's not a thing we are planning on. If it if it happens accidentally for
0: the yucks, then so be it. Yeah. My point being with all of this was that I don't necessarily agree with how Tim approaches this, but I don't always think he's entirely wrong. True, uh, that's very true in his points. Yeah. Uh, In fact, this next bit is kind of funny. So what they're uh, well, it's a good example of what I how I feel about Tim in this episode. So they're talking about um, replacing bathroom fixtures with new ones, old ones with new ones, out with the old, in with the new, a la maybe a play on the something old, something new? Who knows? Um, (laughs) So they walk over to the counter and they've got all these uh, water fixtures out there for the bathtub. Um, And Tim says, well, you're going to want to do it while the wife is away or you might end up with one of these. And he pulls up this fancy brass swan faucet. Yeah. Um, Now, already, I'm like, Tim, come on. on, I was not into that at all. Uh, luckily Jill's on my side in the next scene, but <laughs> what he does with this, he pulls it out and then pre- pre- proceeds to taunt Al with it. Has it bite and Al's nose. It's like he has it millimeters from Al's face and you can, I just could read into the mind of Richard Carn, trying not to laugh in this moment. And it goes on for so long that it becomes funny to me. Like, yeah. The fact that he Tim has this brass faucet, this swan faucet. Kiss Al on the nose with a... (laughs) Yep, yep. After after like 20 seconds, I'm like, I don't appreciate why you brought it out, but what you're doing with it is kind of winning me over.
1: And I feel like there's been a couple gags like this where Tim seems... Like Tim seems to have realized finally that oh I can do a not funny thing for a very long time and then it becomes funny which is yeah. I think equivalent to the velociraptors learning that they can open doors it's like <laughs> now 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 this now Tim knows that he can just drag out every unfunny bit and eventually we'll get a laugh that just means we're gonna have a lot more long unfunny bits that we will eventually <laughs> like.
0: Uh, I hope so, but it's also the seriousness in their, f- in both of their faces in doing it. Like, Tim isn't trying to, like, he's not laughing in his ear or anything to get him to laugh. Tim is equally serious about this swan and getting into the swan character. Anyway, I don't want <laughs> to belabor actor. the point. Um, he goes on to say, uh, women tend to overdo everything. Bathrooms, weddings, dot, dot, dot. Al sees where this <sighs> is going and, like tries to veer it away quickly hey, but hey, the he, collision has already uh decided to interact with their fate how how can you compare weddings and bathrooms to which tim responds during my wedding
1: i spent most of my time in the bathroom <laughs> which is just confounding for me because again it's like i feel like this episode and the reference to the to the toilet paper not lasting him all afternoon in the last episode <laughs> not to mention innumerable <laughs> other things like the show is really building up to like who, who, is, who is Tim Taylor? Well, he likes tools, he likes hot rods, and he poops 7,000 times a day. But there's, like, if that's the case, there should be way less Tim on the show, because he's always pooping, and off in another room, and then we could, like, build up the other characters more. Like, Tim is mm-hmm, far too mm-hmm. present in this show for a man with as active of bowels as he claims to have. That's all I need to say about it. <laughs> that's the least realistic thing about the show. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> Getting shrunk down so, to one inch tall... Sure,
0: fine, but why aren't they spending more time in the bathroom? Despite trying to veer this away, uh, Tim veers it right back and says, uh, Yeah, a man's wedding. It should be simple and direct. Uh, it doesn't have to be fancy. I could do it for $137.50. And he pulls down a little pre- <laughs> pre-printed pre sign on the wall uh, yeah. to make his point. Yeah. Now, see, again, okay, I don't disagree with Tim. But I don't think it's gender-specific. Like, why does yes. it have to be about women overdoing things? I think it's just the expectations that are put on weddings regardless yeah. of your gender that make it absurd. I don't. Yes. I agree with Tim. Weddings don't have to be expensive. I don't think that we need to be expected to have the big church wedding, that we need to have the dinner settings, that we need to hire the band. You know, like, it's fine to have one or some or all of those things if you want them. I don't think we need to be expected to have them. Tim is Tim is looking at a cultural
1: problem that is real, and then is blaming women for it, which yeah is really basically what like so our society has been doing forever. Is like I don't this new thing, women's yeah. fault probably right guys. Yeah, it was the women who did this. Uh, but yeah, I, I I agree. He's making good points. He's just making them in the worst
0: possible way. Yes, <laughs> and blaming uh, the so wrong people. <laughs> He goes into how he can cut costs. Uh, he's going to replace the expensive invitations with a phone call. He calls up Marty, uh, or some, some dude, not Marty, because Marty's he's, an he, actual character. He says, he says, Frank.
1: Frank, <laughs> why did I write this down? I don't know. It's useful, and now you know it, too.
0: <laughs> Frank, uh, what are you doing next Tuesday? And Al immediately chimes in and goes, no one would go to a wedding on a Tuesday. And Tim goes, added bonus. Cuts down on the unwanted uh, relatives yeah uh, yeah I I mean I this is another point I agree with where it's just like there are people that have invited me to their wedding where I'm like really we're at that level yeah. <laughs> or there are you know certain people that I'm like I wouldn't want them at my wedding but then conventions would have it like if you're gonna invite this person you're not gonna invite them that I'm I'm not down for that's why I don't know unconventional weddings are my thing.
1: Yeah, and I would I would say I would say uh, just to add on to that that I am actually going to a wedding on a Tuesday in like two months,
0: uh, so <laughs> so you burnt Al, I guess. <laughs> Al tries to move on, but Tim interrupts him to talk about wedding cakes. Uh, Al just really wants to do the show, and more power to him. But um, Tim says women want the tiered cakes that look like an Aztec sacrificial altar with the bride and groom on the penthouse, t- and he's. Kind of mixing metaphors that I don't fully understand. Yeah, Al I, says, uh, or he points to the the top of the cake with the the bride and groom statuette, and Al says, "Well, that's supposed to symbolize the joy of marriage." Uh, and Tim <laughs> says, "Well, a man's cake should show what marriage is really like." And my note was groan. Yep, my because that's what I physically did.
1: <laughs> I th- this this whole thing I was kind of just. <laughs> This is why this episode kind of was so weird and and surprising in so many ways. After this intro, I thought I was really in for it and then was pleasantly surprised as we went on. (laughs) But uh, Heidi brings in a sheet cake where on top of it, instead of the bride and groom figurines that you're used to, it's a Rock'em Sock'em Robots setup (laughs) with the robots dressed up as a bride and groom with boxing gloves on. You see, because folks, men and women fight all the time, and when they get married, it gets even uh-huh. worse. And sometimes, it's like you're punching each other like you're a <laughs> robot. Folks, hey, this guy knows what I'm talking about here in
0: the front. Yeah, is that is that I... your wife with you, sir? <laughs> oh, boy, I... I bet. Sorry, go on. Just a little crowd work. I skipped over this uh, point in the preamble, and I shouldn't have, but um, Patricia Richardson just did a, a talking head interview for CNN's new documentary series about the sitcom. Ooh, and she was interviewed uh, – I posted it on our Instagram recently. She was interviewed about uh, the show and her place on it and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it was a really interesting um, interview. Wow. Four minutes or so. I, but she had mentioned something that I didn't know going into the show. I don't know if you remember seasons ago. Um, we had talked about Iron John. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. book that kind of was part inspiration for this. But she yeah. said that the writers also gave her – um, a another book from the the woman's perspective uh, that I'm now interested in reading to yeah. kind of like go. Well, why wasn't that in the IMDb trivia that I could have you know learned about at the forefront of this to you know have a more balanced conversation about this? So yeah, um, what was the book that they gave her? You can't put me on the spot. That's improv rule uh, number I
1: one. See, I, yeah, What's the book?
0: Yeah. Read from chapter one. What does the first <laughs> sentence say?
1: Yeah. If you if you <laughs> like it so much, why don't you tell me? Oh, oh, no, it's it, it's 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 called it's called Iron Jane and
0: it's written by the same dude. OK, perfect. Good. <laughs> Roberta Bly. Um, no, I I don't remember the title offhand. I, I have the interview bookmark so that I can revisit it. I want to um, I you know what I need to do is just watch the interview again and then add it to my Goodreads want to le- read list and then uh, seek it out at the next used bookstore that I'm at.
1: I should I um, should watch the interview myself, and then uh, I can have content that we can discuss on our
0: podcast. I guess we just did it, though. Uh, we get a boxing glove transition uh, from the Rock'em Sock'em Cake to the theme song. Truman, I said I had a note last week that I was going to save. I saved yeah. it, and I got it, and I'm unpacking it. I'm uh, opening the wedding gift early. Ooh, I'm working out the late. packing peanuts. I guess it's late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the reason I want to bring it up now is because it ties into my note on the Grunt Creep this week. Um, mm. The View-O-Matic. Tim, yeah. uh, Tim and Al the, are yeah, on the, there. It's a little fuzzy, and then yeah, Al... Al tunes it up
1: with the screwdriver, yeah.
0: Tunes it up. But do you do you recognize how he does that? Uh, he
1: reaches out of the screen and tunes it up?
0: Out of the screen with a screwdriver and then tunes it up, yes.
1: Yeah. The ver- veritable poltergeist coming out of the TV. They're here.
0: <laughs> um, but the... the the grunt creep couldn't get through the monitor in the, the beginning episode, or at the beginning of this episode. I'm just wondering, um, oh my God, you know what? I don't even have the steam for theories anymore. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but here, I can see where your theory is going, and I'll just say the grunt
1: creep is so incompetent that he can't even stand up for more than two seconds, oh. whereas Al is relentlessly <laughs> competent. So I think that's just it. Al is better at doing things than the grunt creep is. It,
0: well, does that mean that Al is a better void hopper? Than the grunt creep, uh,
1: I mean, yeah, probably simply because Al seems to be very good at picking up skills, be it uh, you know, be it uh, line dancing, be it carpentry, be it uh, being in the navy. So uh, if, or he, if he the could, ladies.
0: if he could more easily hop into the void, does that mean he's more pliable once he's in there, and therefore could take the shape more easily of the things that are within it? And that's why we saw a snowman Borlin rather than an actual Al Borlin in the claymation episode. That would make sense to me.
1: Yeah, he's gone and he's he's learned the rules of that world and he's become its king. It's it's Snowman King.
0: Thank you for humoring me. I don't know. <laughs> I could hear it in your voice. It's just like I could I just say this and then we'll get through this. You faster. know, you know, look folks, those of you listening at home,
1: a big part of making a uh, relationship work whether it is a relationship between <laughs> Uh, uh, a married couple or between a couple who has married themselves to a 90s sitcom that they're going to talk about for two hours for 22 (laughs) minutes of content is that you gotta just you gotta just be there for the other person even when you don't even really know if the bit is working
0: i wasn't even there for myself though so you know what uh let's just move on landon sometimes when you looked
1: you saw two sets of footprints in the home improvement and that's where i was carrying you I don't know why there were two sets of footprints in that. No, in that it, should, it should be. Yeah, well, it'd be it, you
0: and somebody else if you were carrying me. Well, no, I was. Still I was carrying
1: you, and then the grunt creep was walking along next to me. And there's places <laughs> in the in the sand. Where it looks like the reverse imprint of the Home Improvement logo. That's where the the Grunt Creep fell over in classic Grunt Creep style. Over and
0: over and over again. Oh, my God. We go, uh, the theme song takes us back home where Tim walks in carrying a gigantic present. Um, Randy, Brad, and uh, Mark are in the kitchen. Uh, Randy says, that's a big gift. Did you and Mom get in a big fight? Tim goes, nope, it's for Al. Mark goes, you got in a fight with Al? (laughs) Kind of continuing... The 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 confused logic of their conversations over the last couple episodes. I feel like it's a really funny thing that they've hit on. Yes, yes, I I
1: agree. People people in the family being mixed up about who Tim is pissed off this time. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a present for Al's bachelor party, which is tonight, and Brad mm-hmm. and Randy want to come. Brad says we're bachelors and we know how to party, and then he just starts dancing, which is. Which is awkward. really something. Cringy. It is awkward, but it is it is it's chuggy. But I don't mind. I don't mind it. You know what? I just I just like Brad being. I don't know. I've really grown. I've grown into into liking Brad. and Enjoying what they're doing with this character. Um, <laughs> and uh,
0: Jill comes home, and she. Immediately blasts Tim for yes. stereotyping women like he did on Tool Time today. Yes. And my note was, what is this amazingness? Like, I didn't have to take notes in the first portion, which means the last 30 minutes <laughs> of listening to us were completely irrelevant. Because Jill just comes in and lays him flat with, how could you say that shit about women uh, wanting things... Uh, <laughs> well i don't know you you dig it
1: yeah well yeah no she just basically like yeah that was a bunch of sexist trash and you're blaming women for all these things about weddings and also how could you say all that to al the day before his wedding you probably scared the crap out of him why didn't you say something positive tim says supportive and emotional and and tim is tim is fiddling around with something on the table and he just goes nah he knows i'm kidding which is just a throwaway line, but it made me yeah. inordinately angry because I just feel like that's always the like, ah, I'm just joking yeah. around, just locker room talk. It's whatever. just a
0: joke. You're being too sensitive. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the the old shit that really riled me up in the past. But uh, he goes, um, she says, why didn't you say something so- supportive and emotional? And he says, well, I'm saving that for the bachelor party. And uh, what he was fiddling with on the table was oh, a right. card was the- that he was yes. writing something in. And he shows it to her. And she reads it and just goes, yuck. Uh, and it was such a genuine reaction that I have to imagine that Tim Allen wrote something in the card that she was not expecting to see when he showed it to her, which is kind of funny to me.
1: I It's, it's the same way that when they were making The Goonies, Steven Spielberg purposefully kept the kids away from the pirate ship so that the first time they saw it. Was when they first like
0: they, drop I, I, into the thing. I don't believe that. Though that's a myth that goes through a lot of different movies. They said the same thing about Willy Wonka, and it's like I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I don't think it's physically possible to do that.
1: Well, look, well, what I, what I do know at least about the Goonies is that that was his plan, and that he wanted to get the kids' genuine, re- genuine reactions when they dropped into the room where the pirate ship is, and then the kids' genuine reactions to it was they all said "Holy shit!" and then he had to like reshoot the scene <laughs> where the kids aren't swearing. <laughs> So a story like that makes me think it's got to be true because it's just a little okay, too that's,
0: good. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so Jill says, "Holy shit, that's really inappropriate." <laughs> <laughs> so she she's heard about this bachelor party, uh, and um, what? Oh I, yeah. Oh, she heard about Tim's bachelor party. Yeah. So, yes. So Tim starts talking about that.
1: Yeah, and also in the lead, I just want to clarify as we as we hurdle towards the next scene uh, that oh that Brad and Randy yeah. have also been. They said to him, like, oh, what, are you guys going to sit around and tell dirty jokes? And Tim has said, no, Al wouldn't get any of them. But it's it's just... Which,
0: which leads into the next scene for sure. Yes. Um, uh, but, yeah, Jill said... Uh, Tim was kind of glo- gloating about his bachelor party. And Jill says, oh, yeah, I heard about yours. And Tim goes, well, that was a very special night. And thank- thankfully, the stripper turned out to also be a paramedic. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> A
1: uh echoes of promising young woman to a certain to a certain degree that's a little uh, that's that's a little shout out
0: for all my prom heads
1: out there i guess uh, uh
0: excuse me do not appropriate prom night uh fans for okay. your own terminology
1: oh okay that's okay uh sh- shout out for all my uh young heads that's it mm, maybe
0: not uh excuse me do not appropriate uh young einstein fans for yourself
1: Oh, okay, okay. I guess then. I guess it's a it's a shout out for all my womb heads. Everybody who's a big a big wom fan. There you go.
0: <laughs> no comment. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We, we get you, a wedding cake. Me for my improv skills earlier, so <laughs> we get a wedding cake transition. Uh, where a hand comes out and grabs a stethoscope, and takes us to Mike's Tavern. I feel like we haven't seen this place in a while. No, we haven't. And and Mike. So, Mike is gone, by the way. Yeah, no, long uh, Mike, gone. Mike is <laughs> nowhere to be found. Uh, instead, we have Milton, the, the bartender from the men's uh, gym last week. <laughs> I love how they just like, hey, you're a bartender in real life. Do
1: you want to be a fake bartender for a gag on our TV show? <laughs> um, so also, I, I just I kind of love this very ABC primetime bachelor party, yeah. which is just a bunch of dudes in a bar. Telling dirty jokes, except you don't really hear the setup for why it would be dirty. Like, because that's what a man yeah. that's what men do at bachelor parties
0: is they just uh, tell dirty jokes. Because yeah. just just they Harry can't do it any other scene. time. Harry starts the scene by saying And then she says, fifty dollars, Senator, same as in town. And everybody laughs. Uh except for <laughs> Al and Cal, who happens to be there. Uh yes. Cal Borland. They don't they don't get the joke. I gotta be honest, I don't I don't get the joke either. Maybe, well, maybe if you'd heard the entire setup, you would have heard the – I mean <laughs> – Isn't that the mark of every single good joke is you only need the punchline to get it? <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. So this just must be – this just must be a bad joke. That's all That's
1: all there – that's all it can be. Um,
0: okay. A couple things. I want to introduce the, the guys that are in this scene. Um, yes. Which I guess we'll just say is Harry, Benny, Cal, Borland, Marty, and uh, it will turn out to be Wilson and Tim, obviously. Yeah, uh, but I want to go back to your point about this being a PG ABC primetime <laughs> bachelor party and say that uh, this is actually about on par with the bachelor parties I've been to <laughs> really now. Um, well, actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I put together a bachelor party, which, you know, was like a weekend in Big Bear with yep. guys playing video games in a cabin and going yeah. for hikes and stuff that was I, and I, drinking I, beer and playing cards and stuff. I, I was one of the guys. I was there. You were. Uh, And I've also put together or was – I guess I I wasn't responsible, but I helped pay for a bachelor party in which um, we rented a hotel room where we played a bunch of video games (laughs) and drank beer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know what that says maybe about (laughs) the people I hang out with um, or myself.
1: But why, Why none of the guys, there's nearly a video game in sight. What's wrong with them? Why aren't they playing video games?
0: <laughs> Who's best at Halo? We're never going to know. Wilson, obviously. I think Tim Tim has them all beat on Monkey Town. Yeah. Um, Mon- Mon- Monkey Town does not seem like a competitive game. It seems like that is single player <laughs> only. Fair point. Um, I will say, though, at one of the bachelor parties, we did, uh, it was co-ed. We're like, fuck the conventions of it, men only. Let's, Hell yeah, uh, let's invite some women. Yeah, and, and they and were they were women. They weren't, you know, uh, paid women.
1: Are you making are you making the point that as soon as you pay a woman to show up somewhere, that she's no
0: longer a woman? Like they they were real <laughs> yeah, women, mind much. you. <laughs> That's not what I go. I felt the stickiness of that situation. <laughs> that, that describing that as I was going into it, I just want to say they were not. Uh, they were not dancers, paid dancers. They They were real friends of the groom that felt appropriate to bring there because they were friends of the groom.
1: Real, live, authentic women with actual personal connections to the guests. Yes, folks, you heard it here first. Uh, So Al is chugging diet ginger ale and uh, Benny encourages him to sow his wild oats or his wild oat bran and start drinking alcohol at his bachelor party.
0: Um... Well, actually, yeah, well, we we skipped one interesting thing, because I only mention it because it it says something very important. Um, When Al and Cal don't get the joke, Marty's there, and I love Marty. Uh, Marty! It says, man, the Flannel brothers didn't get one joke all night. Um, And Al says, yeah, well, um, Cal and I were brought up in a proper home. Mother did shield us from a lot. And Wilson uh, pipes up from the background. He's playing pool and he's kneeling down, kind of lining up a shot so that his face is blocked by the pool table. Classic. And says, uh, "Yeah, I also had a puritanical upbringing. My father was es- uh, estim- es- <coughs> <coughs> pronouncing words I don't know. I definitely had to look this up, uh, uh and he abhorred the salacious bon mot, mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I only say because I think it says a lot." About Wilson. A, this is the first time in the series we've heard about his father. That's true. That's true. Uh, Also, uh, abstemious, uh, I had to look it up, means uh, uh, someone who isn't, uh, who kind of deplores witticisms. Whoa. Well, this guy would have hated Tim. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which to me is like, okay, if you are being brought up by a father like that, uh, but you still have like the pressure of you know learning what you have to learn, a la Wilson, the way you rebel, you would end up like forming Wilson with his like little dry witticisms that he thinks are being rebellious to his father. But to the average Joe is like <laughs> uh, not a witticism at all.
1: So, so Wilson living behind Tim and giving him constant wry advice and being, mm-hmm. you know, a party to Tim's elaborate Halloween pranks and such and so forth. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's not by choice, really. It's just Wilson trying to get one over on the old man the whole time. One hundred percent, yes. That makes more sense, I guess I can, I can see I give that's rich character backstory now that kind of lends <laughs> almost a, a tragic uh, sheen to every time Wilson is chuckling at one of
0: his own jokes about a philosopher. I think so. I, that's why I made a note of it because I'm like, oh that does feel somewhat illuminating um, and it feels like it fits with this character unlike the fact that the scene is trying to retcon Al into being someone who's never drank in his life.
1: Yeah, yeah, Al who drinks at work. We've seen it happen within the past, like, two seasons.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Al is drinking a diet ginger ale. Um, he's drank three of and them. And Harry makes a stupid joke by saying, this is a first. The groom is going to uh, end up being the designated driver. Huh. And huh. this is where <laughs> Al huh. says he's going to throw <laughs> caution to the wind and so is wild oats. And Marty goes, or in your case, wild oat bran. Yep, yep. And he goes up to the bar, and he orders
1: a Jack Black beer back, which... Do you know what that is? Uh, I mean, I I assume it's when Jack Black comes running into the bar and pours <laughs> liquor down your throat, which sounds like quite a way to sow your wild oats, because Jack Black knows how to
0: party. Uh, agreed. I'm looking it up. I actually don't see it anywhere, uh, the description of this, so... I, if you I, know what it is, a Jack Black beer back, to me, is probably a shot of Jack Black label yeah. with a beer chaser. Yes. Although, wouldn't it be the other way around? I don't know. I don't. I haven't drank in a while. Um, yeah. Anyway, Neither is Al. Jack Black beer back. Yes. At least it sounds cool. Yes. And I mean, every, everyone orders. proud. Everyone cheers. Yes, they're excited for this. And uh, Al then turns and... in in true Al moment I love Al Uh, he goes into appreciating everyone being there for him and um, Benny's like yeah you know I never thought I'd see the day when you take the final plunge fatal plunge Uh, and Marty goes I wouldn't call it a plunge I call it more like a slow agonizing death yeah Um, and Al says doesn't anyone have anything good to say about marriage
1: nobody has anything good to say
0: (laughs) be good if mine ended (sighs) yeah (sighs) <sighs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Delor- I'm not- he does not deserve Dolores. I'm just going to no. say that right now. He does
1: not. Not even for a second. Dolores is awesome. And the reason I have so much trouble is because Harry sucks. I'm I'm sorry I'm also not yes. contributing more to this recounting of what the guys are saying, but it's like, you know what I'm going to say. It's like, okay, guys. It, even <laughs> Marty, who I really like, is not, you know, not throwing me, me as- in
0: the scene. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, how long into attending this bachelor party would you fake getting a phone call um
1: (laughs) I would probably probably on the way there I would uh, I I would (laughs) I would be I'd be driving up and I would maybe I would be pulling up into the into the I'd pull into the parking lot and I would see Benny's car there and I'd just be like yep you know what I I think someone very near and dear to me
0: is sick tonight and I have to go visit them (laughs) how Um, about you me, yeah, I well, I a. I, I may have departed from this group of friends long ago, knowing that Benny's a part of it. Um, Tim says uh, he has a surprise for Al. They bring out the presents, and um, Tim says to open his first. It's something you've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> I I immediately. Like, the the second that they
1: start clearing off the table and Al is like, oh boy, here it comes. He's all excited. I'm like, ah, okay, this is the stripper. This is going to be the PG-13 primetime stripper. No, it's just the gifts. And then when they, like, he's got this very big box that Tim has gotten. I'm thinking, okay, stripper's in the
0: box? No, not doing that joke at all. Okay. (laughs) Um, He gets excited, uh, tries to guess. He says, is it an oven-ready casserole set? And he's really excited about that idea, and Tim yeah. just kind of gives him a look like, would I get you that? Um, but he opens it, and it's a demolition hammer, <laughs> a power tool, and Al is equally excited about that, and that's why I love the diversity of Al. I, I I love that, and then I also, he's excited about it,
1: and Tim has said in response to the thing about it being the casserole, or whatever, that's like, oh, this isn't some girly bridal shower, this is a man's bachelor party whatever al pulls out the demolition hammer and immediately all the guys crowd around him and start ooing and awing over it Say, like, ooh oh i've wanted one myself oh and it's that this i thought was actually funny it's like the dudes are fawning over the gift just like a woman uh, yeah. at a bridal shower stereotypically would and and al goes this is exactly why i registered at sears which <laughs>
0: you know it's funny it's funny sears was a, a thing back then folks uh Yeah, look up Tim Allen Sears and you're going to get some interesting videos. Uh, Later, Tim, uh, or in the bar, uh, Wilson's behind the counter for some reason. Uh, (laughs) Luckily, Michigan doesn't have the grades on the windows. Otherwise, that would immediately go from an A to a B. Uh, Uh, No,
1: I I think if Wilson were behind the bar, it would go from an A to an A plus, if you ask me. I'm
0: (laughs) more likely to go into that bar. Uh, he's telling a Churchill story about getting poisoned, and then Benny is so amused by this, uh, this anecdote, um, about this guy named Churchill, he asks if, uh, if that guy ever plays Vegas. Yeah, <sighs> yep, yep. Benny, uh, in the back, uh, yep. there's a Tim, or Al kind of pulls Tim aside and asks, uh, whether, no, whether or not he knows about, uh, finding, quote-unquote, the one.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And... In the course of discussing this, Al kind of reveals that he's
1: been having some second thoughts about the wedding. He says, I don't know if I should go through with this. And I got to say, I had criticisms about Tim up front, but I really liked in this scene that Tim is kind of immediately concerned and even, I would say, chagrined. And he says, Mm -hmm. this is about what we were saying tonight, isn't it? And he's like, no, 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 I don't take that seriously. It's about what I was saying on Tool Time, wasn't it? But, like...
0: I don't know, Tim... Tim and then go- Al, Al t- well, in that moment, Al just kind of, like, very adamantly sips his beer and goes, I never take that seriously. <laughs> Which I thought was just a good line.
1: I agreed, I agreed. But I like, you know, there's this, and earlier, uh, before before the presence, they've made a bunch of joke <coughs> toasts, but then Tim does get up and gives a very sincere toast, you know. I Yeah. When you find the right person, marriage is the best thing in the world, I want to give a toast to my best friend, Al Borland. Like, just, t- Tim started off this episode being kind of really a flashback to season three, almost unhingedly a bit, yeah. mean and, and all, you know, callous and crude and Timmy. And so I don't know this, just the way that Tim is immediately like concerned and like seems to like recognize the words that I was saying earlier may have given you the wrong idea. I'm sorry about that. Let me try and rectify mm-hmm. this. I, I It went, it meant a lot for me to see him do that. Cause that's a lot more than we've had in the past. So I,
0: I appreciated his willingness to try and atone for his cavalier behavior. Yeah, agreed. Um I, I there's another just aspect of this that you know, we're getting long in the two, so I'm not gonna put my own personal stamp on this too much, except to say that there's a lot of discourse in this episode about the one, you know, your soulmate the you know Yeah the marriage being, you know, the biggest mistake or the biggest choice of your life because you're you know, the finality of it, like which to me just feels antiquated and like I've never been one to buy into the, you know, there's only one person for everybody mentality, and I think it's a little uh, I don't know. Harmful. Unhealthy to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I won't I won't dwell on it more than that. Um, except to say this whole episode's kind of based on that concept. I, and, I, and I
1: think that I I feel like <laughs> it, one of the ways that this episode is perhaps unintentionally transgressive is that this episode seems to, by the end, kind of take that down a pet Like, Al is so wrapped up in this notion of the one and the perfect person and there's only one person for me etc etc that he overthinks it and that like that 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 concept and that framing of relationships and marriage winds up kind of driving Al crazy and kind of yeah upends the whole well, thing
0: Well it's you know and we'll we'll get to that uh, by the end of this cuz I think that there's an argument to be made for the other side of that uh conversation as well where it's like Al just, they, they, because of the pressure that's put on marriage, decides to not get married when, because he's framing it as if this is the, you know, uh, biggest decision of my life. And, you know, speaking as someone who's never been married, like, okay, maybe I don't fucking know. But, like, you know, they have a great relationship with each other. Yes. Uh, So, I don't know. While it does end in an interesting way, at the same time, I feel like we got there and... They, he hasn't quite shed all of the stigma that comes with, you know, the quote-unquote soulmate culture. But um, let's let's keep going. Um, yeah. Uh, we the screen. Okay, yeah, we got an interesting transition here. Where I didn't quite understand. The screen kind of freezes and then shatters to a commercial. I cold think feet. it was supposed to. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be Cold Feet, but there were no feet in it. But whatever. I'm not Tarantino. <laughs> we go. Uh, nice. Beat me to my joke. <laughs> we go. We go home. Uh, Brad and Randy are creating some detailing for Al's car, uh, putting some shoes and cans on a string to put to his uh, back bumper. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill comes out and asks, what the? What are they doing? Um, <laughs> and they say that uh, they're going to do that and some shaving cream on the windshield. And she asks, is this supposed to be funny? Uh, Dad thinks so. We'll see how funny he thinks it is if you do it to his car. And which was the thought that was going through my head as they were doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: We, I mean, and great. I really like the way that Jill just kind of subtly redirect. That's like, that's like her wedding gift to Al almost. It's just like redirecting <laughs> yeah, right. Tim
0: and the boys energies away from Al. Um, then there was, uh, she finds one of her shoes attached to the string, uh string, which I thought was just going to be a throwaway thing. And I had to like backtrack and write that note because Tim and Al come in and Al's sad. Um, Tim tells Jill, you know, that Al doesn't want to go through with the wedding, and Jill just immediately blames Tim and starts beating him with the shoe she just (laughs) took off the string, which was amazing. I just want that loop, uh... Uh, you know, on video for one of those ten hour videos of Jill beating Tim with his shoe <laughs> if if this was all the show was, it would still be on today, I'd say um, <laughs>
1: yeah, but she's you, you know, it's like you you, you know, you got him all wound up on tool time this afternoon and you pushed him over the brink at his own bachelor party. and. <laughs> So they, you know, they, they're they talking to him about it, and Al is just saying he's not sure if he wants to be married, and Jill is sharing experiences from her own wedding and saying that, yep. you know, my parents and sisters had to drag me kicking and screaming to the church. I was terrified <laughs> at the prospect of spending the rest of my life with Tim. And <laughs> Tim gets really hung up on this and really upset about the whole kicking and screaming thing. Yeah. And I don't know. And me, I'm just looking at this like, wow, this is this is a sad story of a woman who... You know, like Jill, you should have listened to your instincts. This is really not worked out for you. Like ev- <laughs> all of your worst assumptions have come true. Um, but but she, you know, Tim is Tim is outraged, and she says, "Well, what? You're telling me you didn't have any second thoughts?" And Tim says, "Well, I'm having some right now." And it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, Tim. Okay, you know what? Yeah, get divorced.
0: See how you do on the like. See if you can do as right, well. Right. Yet again, on the on the flip side of that, I I don't know why I'm feeling so devil's advocate today. But I also don't want to diminish like the fact that this might Jill might be happy. You know, we we disagree with Tim, but, you know, she could be she could actually love what she has in life. And she wanted kids and she wanted everything. And now she's back on the job to get, you know, uh, get her degree and move on to psychology. Like, I don't want to diminish that she might actually have what she wants in life, and that he just unnecessarily complicates it at times.
1: I and yeah, and look, you're right. By and large, Jill seems to be quite happy in her relationship with Tim. Day to day annoyances aside, Tim is, uh, you know, Tim is faithful to her, is loving, uh, is not a uh, drunk, and does not appear to be. Well, and he's stopped being emotionally abusive in the past uh, two seasons or so. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> yes. things are on the up and up here. Um... At the same time, I just it's like, you could have married Al, and then we wouldn't be in this situation, <laughs> Jill. We wouldn't be dealing with this
0: at all. Al says, uh, lately there have just been some things about Eileen that get on his nerves. She's so darn nice. She never stands up for herself. She never gets angry or annoyed. He wants someone feisty, someone not afraid to look him in the eye and say, Al, you've had too many bacon bits. I want somebody like Barbara Walters. And Barbara Walters? Yeah, oh, and- yeah. She's sassy.
1: Now, when he says Barbara Walters, we then, uh, Wayne and Garth, extreme close-up, whoa, on Tim. Like, I've never seen a close-up this close on this show before. Weirdly out-of-place extreme close-up on Tim to say his line, Barbara Walters?
0: A sphincter says Barbara Walters? (laughs) Excuse me? Barbara Walters? Show wing. Al says, uh, I, I guess I gotta go home and decide uh, if there's something deep between us or if it's just wild, unbridled sex. And he walks out the door, <laughs> leaving both Tim and Jill to cringe. Yeah.
1: Why? I, I, I Yeah, that kind of upset me. This no, the, the notion of Al as a sexual being is so repulsive to them. It's like, well, okay, f- fuck you guys. Tim spends... 80% of his life taking shits,
0: apparently, but we're supposed to just be <laughs> cool with that. Um, taking shits and then trying to get Jill in the mood. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, what? I would take that over somebody snorting after sex. Tim, Tim or, I drank- mean, I would take... I, I, flip it, reverse it. I would flip snorting after sex rather than the other thing I said.
1: Yes, exactly. And I mean, look, Tim drank sweat in a previous episode... Like he squirted <laughs> artificial sweat into his mouth. Oh, but and that's no. That's the
0: least gross thing that he's done.
1: Al having sex with his longtime girlfriend is gross, but not the prospect of taking a shit into a rowing machine as you row
0: it back and forth. I'm I... sorry. I went on a date with someone to P.F. Chang's, and she proudly, she looked me in the eye, tilted to the side, and farted on our first date. <laughs> Was this recently? Please tell me this was like no, in the last month. Was, this, no, this was like
1: maybe 10 years ago. Oh, man. Uh, respect for that. I mean, was there a second date?
0: No, there wasn't. But. Uh, was it
1: because of the fart,
0: or was the fart
1: what was was the, the Well, it wasn't just
0: because of the fart. I don't live in a Seinfeld episode, but let's just say that somebody who is prepared to do that on a first date Probably has an amalgamation of personality traits that weren't compatible with what I was looking for.
1: <laughs> That's oh man! As soon as you said P.F. Chang's, I was like, "There's going to be some kind of funny digestive bit here." <laughs> That's what P.F. Chang's lives for in comedy, and I was
0: I was right. Um, uh, I think I was just angry because you know, for years, decades, my whole life, uh, I was taught that on the first date, especially at P.F. Chang's, you hold that gas in until you get home. <laughs> yeah no. you go through that date uncomfortably yes absolutely you do i mean it's it's
1: although i do like that the, the, you seem to have the impression that it's only at pf chang's you can't fart
0: at a tgi fridays <laughs> anything no. goes listen i've got other pizza hut stories but we're not going to get into that uh we cut to the scene slides and transitions us to the kitchen um the next day randy comes up all the boys are dressed for the wedding Um, apparently Al has called to say it was off, then it was on, then he called back to say it was off, then called back to say it was on. Um, they don't know what's going on. Jill comes down. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) She's, like, would you say this is taffeta? Like it's
1: a pink, super frilly, hoop skirt, Uh taffeta type dress
0: with like a big hat. (laughs) Gets huge laughs. I, I, I'll tell you the, I'm just shocked it didn't have puffier uh, shoulder um, sleeves yeah yeah it was it was kind of weird you'd expect the you'd expect poofy sleeves at this point uh, uh, it just is what I guess maybe they went out of fashion in 1997. So um yeah, cuz everything it's else an embarrassing about, dress.
1: Everything else about this is very in fashion. Um
0: <laughs> in fact, uh she she kind of like gives it up and goes, "I know, you know, in her tone of voice is like, I know this is awful, so what do you think?" Uh and Bragg just looks at her over and goes, "The Civil War is over."
1: That is my favorite brad delivery of i think any line on the show just the (laughs) way that he like the long pause and just civil war is over like uh, it's a very (laughs) throwaway uh, it's really good and it's honestly then kind of undone yeah okay well so tim comes in in a blue dumb and dumber tux which gets huge uproarious laughter from the crowd and then randy goes but apparently disco is alive and kicking and it's just like No, Randy, for once, I don't want your bond. I'm like Wilson's dad. I abhor this bond, Mott. We could have just left it with Brad saying the Civil War is over. That's a much
0: funnier bit. (laughs) We go to the chapel. Uh, We're getting things underway here. Uh, Al shows up, and everyone cheers him on. Um, Al's made the decision to take the plunge. Um, Patty, who it's never explained in this episode... It's Patty Jill's friend from the psychology. You remember the flirting oh, game? Oh yeah, 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 I do.
1: God, That's it's been who a while. Patty is
0: man. Yeah, we don't have any guest stars on this episode. She's here. She's a known character. They just don't treat her like one. Um, she's gathering up all the ushers for a photo. Uh, you know, getting Cal and Al and Marty and Benny and everyone uh, over toward uh, the altar or not the altar, uh, in the corner to take a a photo, and she reaches over to Wilson and goes, uh, are you an usher? Wilson, (laughs) standing behind the plant that's covering his face, standing in this tall, white, blue blue tuxedo, just kind of deadpan looks at her and goes, do you think I would buy this suit? (laughs) And, which is... Hands down, the best line of the episode. <laughs> you know, I, but
1: also, uh, Wilson, like a week ago, you were wearing a loincloth carrying a shield on stage in front of a bunch of goths at a coffee shop. So, right. I mean, I, I, I don't want to make any assumptions about what kinds of articles of clothing you'd buy. You were you yeah.
0: always full of surprises. Um, We go into the bride's room. Uh, Heidi and Jill are there with Eileen. Uh, They say she's so beautiful. It'll be the most beautiful day of your life. And Jill has her fingers crossed behind her back. Um, Mm. And Eileen's like, really? I don't know. And Jill starts going into the kicking and screaming story uh, right at the moment that Tim walks in. Yep, yep, uh, which, okay, I do like the,
1: I do like the, this little bit between Tim and, and, like, every time Jill brings it up is when Tim is walking back in and Tim is getting more and more <laughs> aggrieved by it, uh, but, so they, you know, things are kind of going into motion, they're taking photographs, they need people pulled away, and, and Eileen, mm-hmm. before she is taken away for photographs with Al, is telling Jill that, I don't know if I love him the way I'm supposed to, things I used to find charming about him I now find annoying, like... That snort, that snorting sound he makes, and Jill says, "Oh, but he only does it after he tells a joke." And Eileen just deadpans, "He does it after a couple other things too." And I was just, my note there was just, "Whoa, I <laughs> like for how PG thirteen the bachelor party was." It's like, okay, 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 this is like a this is like a Cheers level kind of raunchy joke. Well done,
0: <laughs> well done, home improvement. You get one and you used it. Uh, but Jill's ex- disgusted by the thought of that. Um, again, well, I'm not going to belabor I'm, the point. Uh, I mean, we, uh, you, we, you, that one—that one is a little more explicit than just that. But yeah, go on. Um, but yeah, she Eileen. The point is, Eileen expresses basically the same doubts that al had that she doesn't know if she's making the right decision and doesn't want to upset al so they haven't talked about it before now um and of course the pressure's mounting patty comes in to drag the bride out for some photos and um then uh tim pops back in and jill tells him uh that eileen feels the same way that al does just as al enters for a photo with the bride which is this feels like a contrivance for the sake of the the script where it's just like the you don't take a bride and groom photo before the wedding yeah. for this very reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if or if you do, there's a very specific first
1: look, you know, the photographer right. getting yes. pictures of the groom's reaction to the yeah. bride. It I mean, and maybe weddings, that's what this is, and, and they just don't explain it. Ugh. But, um, well, they're, except they're, uh, I, okay. Also, yeah. I don't, I don't think they were doing that in the 90s. That is very much a, like Instagram, like, well, you know, <laughs> for, like di- digital photography. We're going to take 12 million photos today. So let's get, <laughs> let's get a full, like, GIF slideshow of him seeing her for the first time.
0: And yeah. That's all. Um, uh, so, um, Al is, uh, okay. So everyone has been kind of ushered into their places, and, uh, Marty comes in and says uh, that Al is needed it at the altar, um, but Al and Eileen are kind of held back for a second. And Eileen says, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that I should be getting – we should be getting married. And Al says he's not sure either. And during this kind of exchange, yeah. everyone else is left except for Patty, the photographer, yeah. um, who keeps taking a picture of them between each of their sentences it's like i al i just don't know if we should i'm just thinking maybe we
1: shouldn't get married you're what over here and then they both like they both turn and smile brightly for the camera and then turn back to their very intense conversation there's like (laughs) three of these where it's like over here guys and smile back to the intense conversation which i never get tired of i think that's a very funny bit uh
0: so why didn't you say something can we can we have some privacy let's go talk in the bride's room and they they disappear off screen, uh, we get a Polaroid that uh, transition that uh, slips into the keyhole to a little bit later. Do you have something else for that
1: scene? I would, I would just actually, I'm just real. I just throwing out this mile marker. When when Jill is talking to Eileen and finds out that Eileen is also having second thoughts, that was the yeah. point when I was like, oh shit, is this gonna be like a an hour long event, Like this is such a huge
0: plot to it. Like I just assumed like, okay, <laughs> but huge then, plot twist with three minutes left, which I, is, this goes to my earlier point, which is just like, I wanted to see more of Eileen. Like we, we've had three or four seasons with Eileen at this point. Yeah. I feel like, it, you know, having a little bit more with her side of things would have been appropriate, especially if we're never going to see her again. Yeah. And it's all crammed into the last three minutes. It felt a little cheap. I, yeah, come on, Eileen. I mean, I just want to want to get to oh. know
1: her. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, look, if, if she's off the show now, I'm not going to be able to make that joke anymore. Um, But yeah, so... And really, that's the best thing that comes from it. <laughs> so they go into the bride's room, and then after the commercial, yep. everyone is hanging out, just waiting for them to come out. And, uh, just
0: pacing back and forth.
1: Yeah, yeah, and... They exit the room and they shake hands and seem very happy and high spirits. And Jill thinks, okay, that's great. Everything's, everything's going. The wedding is on and they've yeah. decided no other.
0: Well, okay. Listen, I am you're, you're skipping over something that I also was going to skip over, but then realize I couldn't because they end the episode on it. So before Al and Eileen come out, Tim is sitting there kind of waiting for what's happening. And Marty comes from the, the front of the church to the back where they're sitting and Tim asks, Well, what's going on out there? Marty says, Heidi got her dress caught on a communion rail. Guys yeah. are lining up to help her get it untangled. Yeah. Benny comes in and says, Al's mom's starting to pace. And Tim says, Oh, I thought I felt the foundation shaking. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to skip over it too. You know, like the better forgotten about, the better. It is yeah, for yeah. everyone so, and the history books.
1: So in in case anybody forgot, Heidi still uh, attractive and uh, Al's mom still a punchline. And and we're going to keep mining that that mine for the remainder of the episode. So scorecards
0: updated. Yes, <laughs> let's keep moving.
1: Uh, yeah. So they have they announce that uh, we've decided that we're just better off as friends. And so mm-hmm. there's not going to be a wedding. And at this point, I'm just like. So shocked that the show is doing this. Like, what? Really? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying that. Like, I think that this is wrong,
0: or like, not, or like, yeah. not good. I mean, it's like I'm all in favor. Well, they didn't of... telegraph it at all. Yeah, I mean, no, there, no, there's. That's what I think is so kind of shocking about it is that you would expect if they were going to go in this direction that there be more groundwork laid throughout the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, through throughout Eileen's presence on the show, the like her whole character has been. Like, the humor of her character has been like, oh, this this person is so perfect for Al. She is mild and sweet in exactly the same way that Al is. Yeah. And any references to their relationship, it's always how just down home and normal and sweet and perfect for each other they are. And so I, that's why I thought the trajectory of this episode would be Al has cold feet, but clearly he's being ridiculous because he and Eileen are perfect for each other. And then for this right. to be the outcome was just very, very surprising, <laughs> very unexpected. <laughs>
0: Uh, I wonder if on the DVD there's an alternate ending.
1: <laughs> oh, like how they, like how they shot a, they they shot a version of Cheers where Shelley Long uh, and Ted Danson get married in season five to fool the studio audience, but then they went with the actual one where she. Uh, anyway, here I am talking about Cheers again. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert for season five of Cheers: they don't get married. It's Shelley okay. Long we we the haven't
0: we, we haven't retired Cheers from your lexicon yet. Oh, just Frasier and just Hudsucker.
1: Yeah, so. and even and even then I don't really. <laughs> You no, know, you don't. I'm,
0: you don't abide by that at all. I, yeah, no, I'm in podcast jail just constantly.
1: Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so they're so they're better off as friends, and that's what that's mm-hmm. going to be. And Al says, "I don't know how I'm going to break this to mom." And yeah. then off screen, we hear, "Oh no!" And the whole screen shakes. If Mr. Bill's there. Yeah, I know his mom is Mr. Bill. <laughs> Uh, but, and for some reason they're making all these fat jokes about her instead of the far more applicable, always getting squished
0: jokes. <laughs> right. Well, that's the, the grunt creep kind of took that away. Man, Mr. Bill is a transition on this show. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, that would make
1: sense. I mean, yeah, all the, all the kind of claymation-y bits, like that whole, that whole, uh, uh, would the bad and the
0: hungry episode is kind of a Mr. Bill sketch. Oh, I think she already knows. Uh, Marty, I think somebody better send for a forklift. God almighty, why did we have to end on that? I don't yep. know, but that's the end of the episode. Yeah,
1: <laughs> You know, Al, look, Al's gone through a lot, but it's nice that we can all laugh about his mom's appearance at the end of the day. There is that. Um, and,
0: uh, her appearance that we don't ever even see. So um, we go to the stinger. Tim and Jill are at home right after the wedding. They still have their wedding clothes on. Uh, Jill is lamenting the wedding. Tim is upset still about uh, her being dragged kicking and screaming to their own wedding and he says why well, didn't realize that our marriage was a sham. It's like Tim, you complain about your fucking marriage all of the time.
1: Yeah, how would oh my god, how would Tim handle it if Jill had a TV show that she went on and aired the dirty laundry of their
0: relationship I, every day after being repeatedly asked not to? He could not. Take I that. really I hate this stinger so much. Um meanwhile, Jill, I guess it is winter, which makes sense. I was like, why is she warming herself by the fire but then i was like i was distracted for the rest of the scene because i'm like jill you are going to set yourself on fire being that close (laughs) to it with your dress this is how so many like prominent society ladies of the
1: victorian era died was accidentally catching their hoop skirts on fire did you not see
0: little women or read (laughs) little women
1: oh man yeah she well look uh, she probably didn't see the new version of Little Women because Tim didn't probably want not. to go. And if she did, Tim probably was not able to follow the time jumping aspect of it, just like my dad. Now I'm
0: airing my family's dirty laundry on the show. Um, so, well, speaking of dirty laundry, uh, she she starts saying, well, what can I do to make this up to you? You don't need to do anything to make it up to him, Jill. You married him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, what is it that you really want out of this? And Tim's like, well, what do you got? She leans over and kisses him and says, I love you very much. Marrying you is the best thing that ever happened to me. He says, what else you got? Um, I don't know that I'm still married to you. I'm not going to serve you with divorce papers. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, instead, she walks over to the chair. She sits down, and the dress flips up, showing her, I, I guess the bloomers. proper term would be bloomers. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's Knickers, right. maybe. I
1: I think that knickers even sounds more salacious than what this is, which is just like. Frilly pajama pants type bloomers. I mean, it's like
0: (laughs) they do show her ankles, though.
1: I and and all the Amish kids are are, are watching this late at night, scrambled on uh, Amish TV. Uh, I I don't know. I I wish that that we (laughs) knew more. Comment on that one. (laughs) I wish that we knew more about Eileen, simply so we could know. Like, is she like a Civil War reenactor or something? Is that why she went with all these old clothes? (laughs) I wouldn't.
0: I I could easily see them. Writing a romantic weekend of Al and Eileen going to like Gettysburg reenactment camps. It would be so fucking good. That would be hysterically funny. These are
1: the bits that we missed out on not having yes. an entire season leading up to the wedding or not having them get
0: married and then doing a spin off show
1: about Al and Eileen.
0: The musket boy not being able to show up, and so Al has to ask Tim to come to Gettysburg with them, and Tim has to have some sort of humiliating role in the Civil War reenactment. Come on! We're writing this off the cuff. It's right there. And, like, Al
1: is scared that Eileen is... That the character that Eileen is playing in this reenactment is cheating on his character because, like, he's found the old yellowed war letters that she's been writing to some other guy and there is a whole like detective work of trying to piece out who's what's going on i don't know there's there's a lot of options
0: wilson shows up as grant with the beard obscuring his face i mean the episode writes itself oh my god that's so
1: good that is so good (laughs) yeah but no but instead uh instead we get this instead we get mark (laughs) taking pilot lessons (sighs) oh yeah mark not
0: in this episode there's a big fucking surprise anyway Uh, he had one he had one line it was a pretty funny line but um Grunt count. Uh-huh. let's end. This episode. Yes. I have one. I have a guess. I have a guess, and I already said it. What's your guess? One. Uh, and but before you say anything, I gotta just say, I didn't think there was a grunt in this episode. But then, I started second guessing myself and thought, I think it's a trick. I think at some point Tim grunts a question the way that I do when I start the grunt count.
1: No. There's not a grunt in this episode, man, but I understand why you thought that because when he is first talking on tool time about man's weddings, he is Uh getting down into that grunt cadence of a man's weddings like this. And that's like, that's the, that's like, that's how I know, like that that gets my (laughs) hackles raised and I'm like poised to start counting because whenever he kind of gets down into like this, he's about to start grunting. But he didn't. Yeah. But then the entire crowd starts Arsenio whooping at him after he's after he's talking about man's weddings. So mm. it definitely like it, it. There were grunt decoys out there.
0: Well, for me, it was there. There seemed to be one too many points in this episode where Tim could have thrown in a grunt question, where either Al, you know, he's surprised by Al saying that. Uh, he's not sure if he wants to marry Eileen. If, uh, when he says Barbara Walters, like there could have been a grunt question there. Jill saying she wasn't, she had to be dragged could have had a grunt question. on That, it. that would have been the logical place for a grunt question. Is him just turning to her and going Arr! like that, but no. So it just, it made me by the end of this episode, I'm just like, I don't know. And I'm not going to watch it again. So hence the whole concept of a guess I'm guessing. I missed one, and that there was one, and my guess was one, and it's incorrect. It's zero. Yep, that's that's what that's what we've established.
1: Yes, I I agree with you there. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Try nope. try again next week.
0: That's all right. No character actors this week, so uh, you no. know we our our meta game wouldn't even have been on the table.
1: That's that's good. I mean, look, I think we've picked the perfect time to not really have our new meta game figured out. Um, and we need to figure one out because no self-respecting podcast cannot have a totally fucked metagame in which you have to guess a bunch of things
0: in order for certain people to get treats. <laughs> that's the that's the oh, it's a key I, part well, of the process. In addition to the treats, I'm also trying to rethink the game and uh, make it a little bit different uh, moving forward. But um, <laughs> this all takes creative energy. You're, and
1: by by the end of this, by like by the end of this, what you'll come up with is like you and I have to like play a a game of bocce ball against each other and like whichever one of us wins has to buy chrysanthemums Uh, for the the patreons whose last names begin with g i
0: got it german while you were talking
1: i came up with the game that that's great i'm glad i could provide a nice backdrop music for you to to create too
0: what's your (laughs) what's your idea we're gonna go Pee Wee's playhouse rules
1: i'm going to write down
0: i'm going to write down a code word at the beginning of every episode. And you if you say it at any point during the episode, uh, we'll we'll get the chalupas. Okay. Okay. All right. So it
1: now has nothing to do with who is on ER or the title of the episode. Now it's just me saying a we'll thing. Still, that-
0: we'll still do that. But, oh, okay. um, uh, but no, no, the game will hinge on whether or not you say the code word at some point during the episode
1: okay well so yeah so the the odds and strategy of the game are about as relevant as they ever were I guess
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but you know I I can I'll do my best to you know subtly drop clues uh, throughout the episode to see if you pick up on it or maybe uh, try to lead you down the road to say the word at some point I, I don't know we'll, we'll we'll see how that plays out but I think that sounds kind of fun yeah yeah
1: hey you know what I mean I'm just it's it's all fun. It's just it's just hanging out with my bro talking about our favorite show Home Improvement, <laughs> <laughs> or at least t- ha- hanging out with my favorite bro talking about a show called Home Improvement. That's that's the that's probably more
0: accurate. Perfect. Um, I got nothing uh, to say to end this episode. Do you have uh, anything you want to cover? I, I, no, I any mean, other podcasts that I don't know about that we should plug? Wow, dude. Wow. Uh, as a matter of fact. <laughs> No, I was not.
1: So, um, I mean, yeah, unless I, so unless I went on a, on a drunken podcasting bender the past weekend and, and, you know, (laughs) blacked out through it all. Yeah, 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 exactly. I I crashed a recording (laughs) session of podcast, the ride and just yammered on about Thrillville, (laughs) USA outside Salem, Oregon. Uh, no, I have, I have nothing else. Let's, uh, let's ease this,
0: uh, this one home. Alrighty, well then, Gruntwork is made possible by our patrons. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your shows. It's the fastest, easiest way to get people to support us. Uh, and by that, I mean you to support us. I almost had it. Did you feel You're the so, momentum? so close. I know, I felt it. it. I was like, I was A tiny little pebble wave. on the track derailed oh, me. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> this really Don't goes worry, a long we way got, to help others find us. We got about ten million Fucking more hell. episodes to go. You keep having chances. Oh, stop by and say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at GrantWorkPod, uh, or visit our website, which is www.grantworkpodcast.com <laughs> where you can see other information about today's episode. Sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released, or get that Discord invite to join our Discord chat sessions which are a lot of fun until next time when we bring you another episode of home improvement i've been landon solano i've been truman caps and
1: remember that if anybody here today can show just cause why this podcast may not be lawfully ended speak now or forever hold now? your peace damn it you that? Uh. okay start it up again does everybody know what time it is